Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. With us today is Admiral James Stavridis, the Supreme Allied Commander of NATO for four years and uh, does so many things in the Navy for a four-star general in the U.S. Navy uh, and uh, global affairs for the Carlisle Group, the Rockefeller Foundation. Is there anything, Admiral, is there anything you don't do? Yeah, I don't play power forward for the Knicks because I'm five feet, five inches tall, John. Well, other than that, uh, you have you have had a, a fantastic uh, career and helped our country so much. Uh, have you ever seen our country in such a mess? Or have you ever seen the world in such a mess? Uh, we, we have... Uh, open uh, situation in the Ukraine. We have uh, the uh, Hamas and uh, in Israel. Uh, we have uh, cooking battles going on in uh, uh, North Korea, China, Taiwan. Where do you want to start this morning? <laughs> well, let's start with the world, and let's start. I think front of mind for most people, John, at the moment is the Middle East. So let's start there. And and I'll break it into three parts, if you will, past, present, future. So past, for me, as a professional national security expert, past is how did this happen? How did the Israeli uh, special services, their intelligence services, their military intelligence, how did they miss this? It's a 9-11 level event, and the Israelis, just like we did, John, and, and you were in New York, I'm sure, for that. I was in the Pentagon on that terrible day. It took us about two years to really figure out what happened. What I think we're going to discover in the case of Israel is, uh, first, it is complacency. They had lived alongside Hamas for 15-plus years. They just didn't take it as seriously as they needed to. Related to that, Internal divisions in Israel, a lot of distractions for governments in five years. And number three, you have to give credit to Hamas. They came up with new innovative technologies, everything from hang glider attacks to using couriers and landlines instead of cell phones. So past, I want to know what happened, and I want to draw lessons from that for us here so we can make sure it never happens again to us. John, the second, the present. Uh, Right now, Israel is very effectively counter-firing against Hamas. They have probably between 10 and 20,000 troops already inside Gaza. They're cutting off Gaza City in the north. That's all good news. But the bad news is there's a massive humanitarian disaster unfolding in front of our eyes. Uh, Egypt and Jordan are going to have to step up and take refugees And Israel is going to have to find a way to balance offensive operations with uh, allowing humanitarian aid to flow in. They're probably going to have to hit a point of some kind of temporary ceasefire in operations to allow that to happen. Might give Hamas a little bit of breathing space. I think that's okay because Israel will never forgive and never forget. They'll go right back to it after they accommodate the refugees. And then third and finally, John, the future, I know a lot of listeners are wondering, will this expand beyond Israel and Hamas and Gaza? I think I'm 
cautiously optimistic it will not, that it will be confined to that area. Uh, but I will tell you the thing to watch as an investor, as a geopolitical thinker, as a citizen, watch the actions of Hezbollah, the terrorist group to the north of Israel. It is a creature of Iran. And if Iran makes the mistake of unleashing Hezbollah, they have many, many missiles against Israel. Then I think the U.S. would get pulled in to assist Israel in knocking down that threat to the north. John, that's a lot of information, but it kind of covers the big three issues I'm thinking about right now. Now, on uh, on Friday, uh, I understand uh, that uh, uh, Russia was using the Wagner Group, who I call the uh, Russian Foreign Legion, uh, to <laughs> supply to supply Hezbollah with some additional uh, uh, product or, or weapons. Uh, yes, for for offense or not for defense for, for sure for offense. Yes, what uh, Wagner Group is providing are both offensive and defensive weapons. As follows, they are upgunning the ability of Hezbollah to target its missiles by providing more advanced drones to them. That's the offensive side, and defensively, they're providing them pretty sophisticated air defense systems, which come straight from Russia. Uh, and the reason that's occurring, John, is about 100 miles to the west of Lebanon, where Hezbollah is, 100 miles into the eastern Mediterranean are not one but two U.S. aircraft carriers, each of them with 80 combat aircraft. There are also five squadrons of Air Force jets in the region. Uh, we have a lot of offensive power uh, for their own reasons, Russia is encouraging the Wagner Group, which, by the way, I believe is now led by the son of Prigozhin, who was killed in this mysterious private jet explosion. The Wagner Group will be providing those kind of advanced weapons to Hezbollah. It shows you the linkages between Tehran and Moscow. Understood. Now, the other uh, uh, thing I have heard through my sources but uh, that somebody, you know, things were very quiet in Palestine until uh, Saudi Arabia was looking to uh, align themselves with Israel. And uh, for some reason, Iran panicked and uh, created the, the stir-up with uh, Hamas. Uh, is, there, uh, is there a bin Laden of 2023? Is there any particular person that has created that situation and, and pushing those buttons on Hamas? I think what you outline is a credible explanation for why now with Hamas. And uh, you're correct that uh, Hamas itself, Hezbollah, and above all, the Iranians, the Persians in Tehran, were looking at this growing alignment between Israel and Saudi Arabia and, and becoming very concerned about it. And uh, it would be the fulfillment of the Abraham Accords started on the watch of President Trump. Uh, now you have uh, United Emirates, Morocco, Bahrain, uh, alongside Egypt and Jordan, all Arab countries that are working with Israel. For Saudi Arabia to make that step, the Palestinians felt this was going to take away their champion, if you will, in the Arab world. 
and of course from Tehran, what you see is your two great enemies, the leader of the Arab world, by finances anyway, Saudi Arabia, coming together with the Jewish state of Israel. So yes, Tehran is the one pulling the strings on this. And I think that's where the, the most of the blame sits. And if you want a name, I will give you the, that of the supreme Ayatollah Khamenei. Understood. Uh, we got a minute left. Anything else you want to tell the American people? Hey, look at China. We haven't spent a lot of time focused on China, and there's both good news and there's concerning news. Uh, the good news is that we're moving toward a summit where our president will meet with President Xi in San Francisco here in the United States in about two weeks. Let's hope we get some good news for the markets out of that in terms of at least a modest level of cooperation. The bad news is, John, we're continuing to see China flying dangerous missions against our aircraft in the South China Sea, operating our ships in an unseamanlike and dangerous way in the South China Sea against allies like the Philippines. So with China, good news, bad news. Let's see what November brings. It's a good one to watch as an investor. Admiral James Cerides, thank you for everything you've done uh, for the United States of America, our country. And by the way, I hear you have a new book. <laughs> I do, John. It's out early in the new year. It's a sequel to my New York Times bestseller, uh, 2034, which is a novel about a war with China. The new novel is called 2054, so the year 2054, and it looks at artificial intelligence and the strengths, the benefits, but also the dangers of artificial intelligence. And it's going to be available in January, and you can pre-order on Amazon? You can get on Amazon and type in the words 2054, and you can pre-order it, yes. Admiral Stavridis, thank you so much for everything you've, you've done and continue to do for our country. God bless you, and God bless America. Efkari Stopoli, my friend. Talk soon. Bye-bye.